This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Let's go! What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bingetown TV. This is Brian here with Jimmy, Paul, and Kathleen. And today, we're going to be talking HBO's new hit series, The Last of Us. This is going to be Season 1, Episode 7, entitled Left Behind. And before we get into it, as always, I'm going to reroute you over to BingetownTV.com. That has our full catalog of shows we've covered. We've done The Boys, The Mandalorian, The Haunting of... Hill House, The Haunting of Blind Manor, all the hauntings, all the everything, Peaky Blinders, House of the Dragon, what more do you want? We got them all there at BingetownTV.com. Uh, looking forward to March. March is going to be a big month for us. We do have Mando. We're going to have Yellow Jackets Season 2. Uh, Shadow and Bone is coming out, and I'm sure most people haven't seen that show. Fucking go out and watch <laughs> it. Uh, I'm taking long on this. In, in summation i suppose <laughs> what i'm telling you to do is hit subscribe hit follow wherever you see binge town tv just subscribe follow us the easiest way you can help us out help us out help us <laughs> out and we would really appreciate it wow that was a long way to get to episode seven left behind and if you made it past that then you're in for a surprise because we have two new rookies. They're both Woo! rooks to The Last of Us. They haven't played the game and they are rooks to our podcast coverage. Welcome Paul and Kathleen, who we all thought was dead, but she's back to be on this podcast episode. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to be here. I'm the better Kathleen, although I love Melanie Linsky. But yeah, uh, I've been a sub for the whole season, but haven't been subbed in because uh, we've had a pretty steady, steady crew for Binge Town. But uh, yeah, man, I'm so excited. I love this show. I love this episode. Uh, Paul, how are you? Yeah, same thing. Been been sitting on the bench, ready to go. Finally got an opportunity to start. So I'm really excited to be here. <laughs> um, I mean, we've been watching every episode, talking in the chat with you guys. So it, it kind of feels like we're even on the pod. Um, but it's it's great to be here because this is one of those episodes that I could see being like either the highest rated or the lowest rated. And there's like no middle mm -hmm. ground. Like, you know, I, some people are going to love it or some people are going to hate it. Um, I loved it. I mean, how can you not love Ellie? You guys have been saying it all season. But if you don't like Ellie by now, like, I'm sorry, can't help you because she's phenomenal. I know Bella is doing an exceptional job. And as the queer girly on the pod, I am happy to be here for one of the two queer episodes. If I couldn't be here for episode three, <laughs> I'm glad I'm here for episode seven. Because uh, the longing looks and the pining stares, I understand. I understand. <laughs> okay. This episode made me like really think through for the first time. I mean, obviously, we've been with 
uh, Ellie this whole time, but having both Ellie and Riley made me really think of like the consequences of having a child in this post-apocalyptic era. And like, Mm -hmm. what, what are actually the procedures, the processes and the thought process of having a child? Is there any kind of like weird, like one child law? Is there anything like that um, in this universe? You know, they really highlight like how they grow up, what path they choose or what path is chosen for them which is really devastating. Uh, and just like this episode of them like romping around a mall, which was which was gorgeous, right? Because 2003, right. even though technically it's t- 2023, but like 2003 is the last time that this mall was functional and that would have been peak glorious mall era. And I'm <laughs> oh, just yeah. like all this that they lost, like they, they would have, they just they can't be kids. And it was nice to see them be kids. And wait for them to be attacked the entire episode. <laughs> I was holding my yeah. breath. So it was good. It was really good. Um, sad, but but really like thought provoking in a different way than the rest. I thought. Kyle has been saying it all season. Tommy, what the hell are you doing having a kid in yep, bringing yep. bringing a child into this world? Selfish. Kyle's been harping on that all season. How irresponsible it is to have kids. So this is proving it. Continue, Paul. I mean, that was it. I, if you want me to start mm. going into the episode, we can. But do you guys have any? Um, oh, I was going to ask you guys as the vets. Obviously, this is, like you said, the DLC. So you you didn't necessarily play this. Yep. But is there anything alluded to the games? So like, would would a, a person who played the games enjoy this episode a lot? Well, so, yeah, I don't know if you want to jump in first, Brian, but... I just like Brian, we're we're rooks for the DLC, but because it's a DLC and we played one and I played two, I didn't care about spoilers. So I looked up the the parallels and they are just like we've been saying with other episodes, ridiculous. Like they took this specific mall scenes, the, the lingerie, like Victoria's Secret, the arcade. Like all this stuff is like exactly right. The phone, the phone, phone booth, the photo booth scene, like right out of the the game. It's just like the the masks, them jumping on the counters before kissing. Every, all of it is all from the game, and it just like I I love seeing on TikTok or Reels or whatever people doing the the side by side parallels, and they've done it a few times for earlier episodes and i've even done it on the Binstown tiktok and youtube channel for earlier episodes but because i didn't play the dlc i didn't want to i didn't want to be a phony and try to do it myself so watching other people do it it's been really cool so yeah i really appreciated seeing that kind of stuff and for me i've only played the last of us one i haven't played two which as i understand it is pretty ellie focused as opposed to joel focused uh so There's a lot of backstory about Ellie that I assume I have just never seen as only a player of The Last of Us 1. So having it all just like spilled out in one episode, it was great. It provided a lot of context of Ellie's character. It showed us the Fedra schooling that she was kind of brought up in, which we've been Mm -hmm. talking about on the podcast. That was something I was curious to see. And I think it was really well done. I like what it added to the character. So to answer your question, Paul, as a player of the game, this added a lot of value to me. Um, and it also was bookended by the Joel and Ellie scenes 
kind of her taking care of Joel, which as a player of The Last of Us 1, I am fully expecting a very good episode eight if it is the events of The Last of Us 1. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Don't you tease me, Brian. Don't you dare get me excited. Ooh, I'm going to tease you. Kathleen, what's up? Last of Us 1, is it getting pretty much to the end of the game while we're ending the season or are we like midpoint? The season ends the game. Oh, damn. Oh yep. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is this, so that's actually interesting. For how many seasons they're gonna do? So season one is game one. Then there has been rumors. It, it, at first they said season two is game two, part two. But now there's rumors that part two has a lot to delve into, so they might push it and they might mm. spread it out a little bit more. And of course, I'm sure HBO would love that. Yeah. So I'm sure they freaking will. And. Not that it's coming anytime soon, but Neil Druckmann has said that if something comes up and they could tell a great story, part two isn't the end. They'll do a part three game, which would equal season four, five, six, whatever it is for for this show. Nice. Let's get into it. Awesome. Uh, Let's get into it. I have gotten into the habit of going over the IMDb ratings. And coincidentally, Paul said this is either going to be one that'll be the best rated or the worst rated it is the worst rated. It is a 7.6. Episode three kind of got review bombed for obvious reasons. This potentially could have that going on. It did as well. 7.6 does seem pretty low to me, but I will admittedly say it was my least favorite episode of the season just because it wasn't meant to be an action episode. And as much as I loved the two characters that were highlighted, the entire episode, I'm just like, when are they going to get attacked by the zombies, which like yeah. made it so uncomfortable for me the entire episode. I was like, oh, these stupid kids, you know, there's a zombie in there. Um, but <laughs> so I took it as I understand why people would like you, Brian, this would be your least rated episode. But in the same sense, this episode makes the other episodes so much more meaningful just mm-hmm. by having all that background. So yeah, it might stink, but it is necessary. It's like Lily from How I Met Your Mother. She, stink. she stinks, but she's necessary. Yeah, I do, is, too. Paul, don't even get me started because we have we always have arguments in Bingetown who hates Lily, who likes her, who, who's indifferent. But we'll, we'll, we'll get there maybe on a town hall someday. But. The interesting thing about this episode is it's kind of like an oxymoron with episode three where it got review bombed a lot of one stars for the obvious reasons that are just ridiculous. So we don't even need to get into that. But some people were trying to. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But some people were trying to say that three was too side questy side story E and this episode was to side story E and my response to that is funny where I'm saying it's an oxymoron is technically I actually liked three, the best of the season probably. And I mm-hmm. like three better than this episode, but I would almost agree that three has the least to do with the entire story, but this episode, okay. Has a lot to do with the story. This isn't, yeah. this isn't two of the side characters you know, meeting and falling in love and this and that. This is explaining all of why Ellie has her certain personality traits, what she's dealt with. It gives Joel a huge L for the conversation that he had with her saying she doesn't know anything about loss. The The dynamic t- between her and Riley and showing it to us 
was amazing because now we know exactly the kind of loss Ellie's had and why she acts the way she does towards old, old Joel. And it, like you said, Brian, bookends right into her going back to Joel, freaking out, being like, I got to find the stitches or I got to find whatever I need to find, gets it and, and just starts stitching them up. Just she, she has to bring him back to life. Do you think that the person Ellie talks about having killed is Storm Reed's character? So, Riley? so we we me, Brian and Dave and Kyle talked about this and we were saying the what ifs. I think we all kind of agreed that it was probably going to be Riley. Now think about how devastating it, it is that, and we can get to this later, but you have the girl you love. Okay. You just, just kiss her for the first time. And, and you all remember what it's like to be 14, 15, 16 or whatever, when you're like, Oh my yeah. God, I'm, love, I'm in love, man. You know? And then you find out that you're both bit and you're thinking it's like poetically, like she said, you're going to go mad together and die together. And then you just sit there and wait while she does, but you don't. And then I guess you have to get rid of her because otherwise she's going to get rid of you. We, I don't know if they're going to do another flashback. I would like to see how that ends. Ugh, devastating. Devastating. And to answer your question, do you think, Riley was the person she was referring to. She could have been referring to the what's the word for it? The clicker that right, the she first stabbed clicker. in the head. She yeah. could count that as a quote unquote kill too. Mm, I I would be sh- we know she's tough. I would be shocked if she had it in her to like put a knife through Riley. That's a lot yeah. to put on a 14 year old. My other guess was Marlene comes to like check up and Marlene is the one who does it and puts it be- that's where she puts Ellie into lockup and that's you know probably all within the next fucking 12 to 24 hours that all happens yeah Yeah. gotta be I mean what's his name was turned within what like six to eight he was a small Mm -hmm. little man though he's a small little baby anyway (laughs) let's rock it all right uh so this episode actually opens up with the winds howling the birds calling and Joel screaming (laughs) <laughs> um he, he's lying Is down that the subtitles the or are you just saying that no yeah it, it was 100 percent the subtitles it was like wind house birds call and then joel screams and i was like okay that's cool um he is obviously not in good shape we see that they were able to at least make it to this house this hut wherever it was uh they still have the horse they did show it there in one scene real quick i was glad they did um and then of course we get joel dying on the ground Ellie can't do anything, and it quickly escalates to Joel saying, hey, you leave. You go back to Tommy. Get out of here right now, to the point where he's grabbing and shoving her back just to force her to go. Um, She's screaming, Joel, shut the fuck up, but he doesn't care. He shoves her away. And, uh, you know, we get a flashback before we know it. So anything of this opening scene, and it's funny because I was going to ask you guys, like, why do you think they chose this scene to have the flashback? And this like exact moment, and I mm. guess we could should wait to the end of the episode to like fully answer it after we've talked about everything. But that's a good yeah, question for you guys. Good question for you guys to think about <laughs> while we talk. Let that All let right. that stir up while we're talking. Yeah, All right. So, so we flash back immediately to the Fedra school. Um, she's running around the gym, and this young lady whose name we find out to be Bethany rips the headphones off. Um, we learn yeah. that Ellie don't take no shit punches her and of course she's in the captain's office before we know it 
um, just like little things that this show is amazing about is like they have this conversation like you don't fight your friend fights and she isn't here um and what's nice about this show is they make conversations so realistic because they didn't make ellie go give my headphones back bethany like she didn't say her name there she talks like a normal person and you know bethany wasn't like your friend riley isn't here like they waited until next scene and let us put one and two together and kept the conversation a real world conversation. Yeah. So it, it's something small, but I just appreciate it so much because I, I hate when when shows do that and spoon feed it to you. Yeah, that's probably the thing that this show just does so well from top to bottom. It's just the effort that they put into the conversational dialogue that objectively doesn't really mean that much. But like if you're watching the show from our perspective it just means so much yeah we were we've been saying since episode one and it's been like this at least most shows that have been recent with the zombie even though that's the bad word for this show but the zombie apocalypse type show walking dead or or uh world war z we've been saying it's more about the people more about the relationships the conversations so paul that's like you're saying you can tell that that's where they're putting a lot of their effort, even though they've been doing great with everything, but just showing just, just specifically having episodes like three and seven or seven, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Correct. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep, yep. We good. We good. All right. Three and seven prove that they're not worried about rearing off the zombie or infected storyline and giving us stories about people. I'd say there's been more episodes without infected or very mm-hmm. little infected than right. there are that highlights the infected. So 100% what you're saying. But yeah. let's continue with the episode because I feel like this conversation with the captain, he was a real one. I kind of really like this conversation. Um, and it was an adult who identified... Ellie's kind of leadership instincts before Joel and stuff like that, which I just thought was really cool that there was an adult that took this vested interest in her beforehand. You're so smart. You're so smart. You're stupid. Is what he <laughs> says to um, and he's like, yeah, d- normal disciplinary actions won't work against you. So I'm going to try something new. I'm going to tell you the truth. He breaks it down. You know, path one, you, you have a grunt's life, right? You eat shit food you do shit jobs. Um, you take shit from losers like Bethany. You take orders from from people like Bethany. That's where God, you want that sounds to awful. <laughs> uh, option two, uh, you know, you you get the keys. You become an officer. You're cool in the summer, warmer in the winter. Basically, as good as you can ask for in in this world. And it's interesting that Ellie was looking at the picture of Kwong's wife and daughter beforehand because I think that totally. Like, that's a perfect example of what Kwong is. He even says it right here. He says, you know, the world would fall apart if we weren't here. We're holding this thing together. No matter what anybody says, Fedra is actually pretty good. So he's doing Kwong in his eyes. He's doing everything he can to keep the world from falling apart for his family. And, like, that's almost the type of t- two people you see in Fedra. Like, either, like, you know, people that want to make it good for their family or, like, total pieces of shit. Like, the the dude from episode one. But what I was getting at here is this pretty much sums up Ellie's viewpoint throughout the entire episode that she has with Riley. You know, through the episode, Riley's 
you know, here's the good things about the Fireflies and Ellie saying, here's the good things about Fedra. And I feel like Kwong is the perfect example of all the good things that Fedra could be. Mm-hmm. Seems like to a point, though, all of Riley and Ellie's conversations and pillow talks and such were about liberating it, right? Like they were almost on the fire, fire lights or fireflies? Fireflies. The Love. fire lights okay. is uh, arcane. Okay. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> we cover arcane. Go check it out. Um, so the fireflies it seems like their conversations were more on their side right but then once ellie has this conversation and learns that riley's actually gonna join it she's like whoa 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 pump the fucking brakes here okay so it's interesting that ellie has such a visceral reaction to it um like because if it was a day before she had that conversation with Kwong, I wonder if it would have been the same reaction. Well, either way, like she's running away to go do dangerous things. So Ellie would have been scared and, you know, et cetera. It's, it's also fantastic. The timing of this episode, because you were talking about liberation and the past. Well, not the last episode, but the two prior, we saw an example of what a liberated city looks like in Kansas City. And while I don't think they gave us reason to believe Kathleen was associated with the Firefly, so maybe their liberation could look better, left to their own devices, regular civilians will just evolve into chaos in these mm-hmm. circumstances. So yeah, I'm kind of on Quan's side that Fedra is holding it together, but it's kind of like politics in real life, you know? The idea of it is fantastic, but you have horrible people that are getting into politics that are calling the shots and running the show. So naturally, they're going to abuse the power that they're given. But it puts some weight on him identifying her because clearly he wouldn't kind of a he wouldn't encourage a shitty person to pursue a leadership role in Fedra. He's like, yeah, (laughs) he's like the Bethany's of the world. That's not you. Like you have potential. It, It was just a great scene. Yeah, he has good intentions and identified the good intentions and potential within her, which was good. But yeah, well, yeah, in my opinion, it makes it way harder because now you're like, fuck, I thought it was clear cut, you know, rooting for the fireflies. Now it's like, you know, is Fedra like Fedra's not as bad as they made it out to be? You know, it's 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 literally like the, the same lo- coin. Exactly. It's like most shows where there's two sides when it's like that, where there's good and bad people on on each side. Which one are you going to see in the show? Which ones are going to affect our main characters? I mean, moving ahead get to your point, Kathleen, when Riley shows up, she jumps, she comes through the window, scares the shit out of Ellie and says, like, sorry, bro. I thought you were going to enjoy that, <laughs> which I don't know yeah. where the hell that would have came from. And Ellie's like, yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, but anyway, like Ellie does say. Yeah, yeah. Like it's one thing to just like have dreams and talk about it when we're laying in bed at night. And it's another thing to have a handgun in your waist pot in your like in your waistband right now telling me you're about to liberate the city. So I do want to add Kathleen, you were kind of touching on it earlier. Do you think her tone in a conversation like this would have been different like two days prior had she not had the conversation with the captain? Like, do you uh, think that conversation thinking. changed everything? I it's hard to tell. We only have Ellie in the first five minutes before that conversation. And again, she seems like a rebel, a little troublemaker. We know her as that, but she seems like kind of aimless. They threw her in the whole 
couple times in the past two weeks, <laughs> right? And we know Riley's been gone for the last few weeks, so that's probably why she was acting up so much and getting thrown in the hole. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I That's my question. I guess we won't know, but uh, I guess my thing is, Paul said we were root. I was rooting for the Fireflies. It seemed kind of clear cut. But to me, it didn't seem clear cut because I'm watching all seven of these and I'm like, none of this seems cool. All of it mm. sucks. And when we get to the end and talk about like what Riley was assigned to, like, I thought that was a good little twist of why she is doing what she's doing. Right. It's not just because. She was like approached and she just decided on a dime to change. It was because this Fedra, you know, they decided her life for her. This is what you're going to do. You're on sewage duty. Like that's so bad and you have to choose duty. another path. But yeah, literally. So I don't know, but it, it's something to think about, I think. Oh, totally. no, I, I agree 100 percent, Kathleen. Um, I do think that from the beginning, it wasn't it wasn't easy to figure out what side I know, like you said, Paul, that you were saying clear cut. I think that certain viewpoints would make it seem like clear cut would be the answer just because you're, it's, it's just like a uh, fight the power. And then we have the fireflies and we know that our main characters have technically taken a mission from Marlene, who doesn't seem like a bad person and this and that. And in the beginning, Fedra looks definitely like they're a problem for us. The hunters kind of screw that up when Kathleen isn't a Fedra agent. So she's liberating Fedra. And, and it's like, who was good and bad in that situation? Apparently, Fedras were awful pieces of shit. The hunters aren't don't seem that great either when they have snow plows with spikes coming out of them, say run, saying run. But yeah. it's just like like Brian said, the whole city devolves. Uh, it's just like POS is left and left and right. And you just have to find the, the bright spots on either side. And our girl Ellie was a bright spot on whatever side she was going to pick. And with Riley and Ellie here, I, I do think it's an interesting conversation. And I don't know about you guys. So for me, because I played the game and, I, and I'm pretty sure me, Brian, Dave and Kyle did discuss this. Like Ellie does talk about it in a way like Kathleen and, and Paul, you assumed Riley was dead. Right. And this is just a flashback before she dies. Like you knew that or you didn't. I assumed, yeah, she's dead. I'm not right. saying no for sure because obviously you're rooks, but yeah, yeah, basically, no, basically what I'm getting at. Okay, yeah. So basically, what I'm getting at is when when this episode started, because I had that preconceived notion of of Riley being dead, I assumed that the the part where she's got her headphones on and she's running, she's upset because that already happened. But that was kind of stupid mm. of me because she would have already been bitten, and then and then that would have. Yeah, you know, it was stupid of me. And now that I'm like talking they, it out with you guys. But for a second, team I was like, it, though. yeah, I, I'm, I'm seeing. All right. She's running. She's sad. Bethany says, oh, your friend's not here to, you know, she used to be the fighter. Then she gets in her room and the bed's empty and she's all sad and blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking, oh, she's dead. It's already been done again. They got me because it shouldn't have been that way, because you would know that her sleeve is wide open. Her arm is being shown and she would have been bitten. So that was stupid of me. But for a second, I thought Bethany was coming in that goddamn window to beat her ass after you know like you know have her posse beat her ass after the the beat down from earlier 15 but with 15 stitches in her face yeah right <laughs> no nah, she wouldn't be able to do that um but no i totally agree they did kind of set you up especially people that are not watching like we know that riley's dead but we 
don't necessarily know that Riley and Ellie getting bit were in the same scenario. So me and Emily are watching and we're like, oh, okay. You know, like you said, we see the empty bed. We see her sad reading her Savage Starlight and no pun intended books. Um, we even get Kwong saying you've been acting out more than normal the past two weeks. So we thought right, right. she was dead. But of course, this is the scene, you know, after lights out. Uh, we do we do scan the room, get the aha tape, which is nice because come on, we all know what song's Anybody coming up. That song and start crying <laughs> a little bit later. Yeah, uh, we get a Mortal Kombat two poster, um, which Ellie? is hysterical because like, why do they have that? They probably just get whatever they can and put it oh, up yeah. on the wall, and, yeah, and they're they like, yeah, like stuff. that because that's what that's what's available. And then yeah, next thing you know, she's being woken up by Riley sneaking back in, screaming, "Riley, what are you doing here?" Like. Of course, volume a little bit. I was yeah, thinking yeah, that the yeah, whole episode right. volume. Me volume. too. And Riley is like, yeah, shush, shush, shush. And yeah, of course, this is the line where it's like, it was a joke. I thought it would go better. In my mind, you loved it. You know, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, long conversation short, I became a firefly. Come have the night of your life with me. Yeah. So what but did they, I you're gonna say no, then you're gonna say yes. So let's just <laughs> yeah, say yes. I like they immediately like I get the friendship. It's right on screen. Yeah. I'm like, uh, it's so nice to see someone like Ellie with with someone her age. I know she's a few years older, but uh, like Sammy was cute, but he was too. His name is Sammy, right? Sam. Yeah. Henry OK, and Sam. Sammy, Sammy, Sammy. That's for Brian. <laughs> uh, yellow, we go over yellow jackets. Um, But anyway. Uh, when they are running around on top of buildings, I've obviously never played the game, but I was like, this is a video game. Like, yeah, it's hopping buildings. Like, no one's ever hopping buildings in real life unless you're like Daredevil, <laughs> etc. You know what I mean? So yeah. I was like, this is or cool Marshall Erickson. Hell yeah, I could jump that far. Be <laughs> building hops. Gotta five get to that words, hot tub, baby. Five words you're gonna regret. <laughs> we should buy that a bar. <laughs> I could jump that far. <laughs> Quick line read I loved is when, you know, Riley's talking to Allie about maybe the answer isn't just like violence all the time. Like you can't just like fight your way, pick your battles. And then they start talking about Carol and how Riley beat her up or whatever and like sent her to the infirmary. And and when Bella's line read of them just saying, fucking Carol, I I cracked (laughs) up. I was like, it reminded me of like fucking guy, you know, so so good. (laughs) <laughs> yeah fuck carol fucking carol yeah, fuck carol yeah <laughs> um also one more thing if i'm just gonna keep rocking as they rock. get in into the building they they get to the mall it's like seven stories up they're dying and the guy's dead there is that sarah thompson's boyfriend are we supposed to think it's him? no 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 okay no. okay meaning like he's the just a guy who went there to one. kill himself pretty much also, okay. while we're on that scene, do these girls not know the world that they're living in, that they're just like prancing around a dead body that looks really fresh? She like literally leaned over him to grab the bottle on the other side rather than walk. I'm like, come on, girls. Get <laughs> At it any time. Yeah. Like they could have just made this episode 10 minutes and just had hair get bit right there. <laughs> well, that's yeah. why it's so good. I think. It's all intentional. That's it has to be because oh, yeah. oh, everybody yeah. knows the conclusion. Probably, like we just said, is Riley's going to die at the end of this episode, and Ellie is going to get her bite at some point in this episode, and we're all just waiting for it from ten minutes to when it actually happens. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's good storytelling. <laughs> Emily, Emily, and I are watching, and we're we're thinking the same thing. We're like, what are you doing? That guy is probably infected. 
infected and you're drinking from the same yeah. bottle, you're just right. skipping the bite. You're just skipping the middleman and going, hey, why don't you just give me your spit? So I was actually thinking, I was like, oh, my God, is this how they're going to turn? They're going to drink this alcohol and then they're <laughs> going to get infected. And I was like, wait, no, Ellie had a bite, blah, blah, blah. But uh, I was I was waiting for them like to something bad to happen. You, you guys know about germs, right? You're fucking old enough. <laughs> yeah, right. They don't yeah, care about germs. They only infected, care about flour, yeah. apparently. Yeah, yeah. Petra uh, didn't flour teach him about germs, dude. No, no way. Uh, he was like pretty decrepit for him to not have been there yesterday, like Riley said. It was a little confusing for me that he well, was he there. Was, he, I mean, he was like bloodless. Pretty fresh like still? there, like he was. Yeah, I don't like, know he was white. A dead body. Yeah, I don't like know what he's supposed to look like. But me neither. Um. <laughs> You know, that just goes to the point, though, where, you know, Riley's like, hey, you know, I have a surprise for you. Follow me. Trust me with your life. And all of a sudden, part one is, oh, shit, there's a dead guy right here. Should we continue? Oh, hell yeah, we're going to continue. All right, let's go. And then they well, start it's... cracking up when he falls through the floor. It's like, damn, you guys are a little Sad. crazy, little badasses. Which one you want? Well, Both. Ellie's reaction wasn't scared. She was like, oh, is this it? This is what you were yeah. showing me? That's what her reaction was. She was like pumped yeah. about it. She, is this a surprise? A surprise. <laughs> yeah. Did do they tell us at any point how long Riley had been gone prior a three weeks? To this three, night? Weeks. I three, think three, it was three weeks. weeks. Yeah, oh, yeah. okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. probably a yeah. long time. Kwong yeah. said you've been acting out more than normal like the past two weeks. Um and we Yeah, and then during the fight in the very beginning, she's like, You've been gone for however many weeks. Like, you know, mm. I forget the Got number. It. It's two or so, three. Yeah. Well, we're back and talking about that. Uh, I loved the the little line where Ellie's getting ready, and this is the iconic red Ellie sweatshirt. Is it not? Like as soon as she puts that stuff on before they leave the dorm, I'm like, that's that's Ellie from the games. Like this is the yeah. outfit she she wears with Joel. Like this is this is as iconic Ellie as it gets. So are you guys getting that? Or is I just completely wrong? Because she she's in that red sweatshirt the whole game, right? The the zip up. They that's one of her zip ups. Yeah, I mean she they do change. I think here and there, like like we were talking about um some other outfits that she was wearing. They went with Sarah's exact outfit from the pre part of episode one and uh the video game part one stuff like that. But yeah, I mean that's basically how she looks all game. So. It was awesome. Red, uh, it's really red more maroon than red. Yeah. If I'm being <laughs> oh my honest, God. is it claret? Is it claret? Well, if you're a hammer, oh, which yeah, I'm cool. not. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but the, the other thing I was I was going to say is when Ellie goes, you know, turn around while I get changed. This was the first instance where I was, instance where I was like, oh, okay. You care because you like her. You have a crush. Mm, yeah. You like Lois. Um. Um, so that was like the first inclination where I was like, all right, this might be more than just friendship. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they already get they get the bottle, go past the dead bodies, hold Riley's gun real quick. Um, another conversation about like, you know, why'd you join the terrorist group, blah, blah, blah. And then she this is where she tells Ellie about Marlene. She doesn't say the name. She just says some old woman, 30s or mm -hmm. 40s, maybe old. And I was like, oh, God, damn. <laughs> yeah. Damn, I'm getting there. I guess that's me. <laughs> uh, so this is where another, you know, divide comes in. You know, uh, what's her name? Riley. Riley yeah. says <laughs> Fedra is a bunch of fascist dispat dick bags. So okay, you're into fireflies, and this is the first time Ellie's like, I don't know, man. In a way, Fedra is kind of holding everything together. 
Um, mm. This is one conversation that it's kind of going to happen a few more times throughout the episode. Um, we I learned like she drew that conclusion all on her own. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> After really? Kwan, didn't have any help. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Took her all about the one thing hour that you just do. learned about. Yeah, yes, two hours you. ago. <laughs> I kind of thought that. <laughs> Um, so we also learned that there are more lights going up because there's more people in the QZ. Um, you know, see, Fedra isn't that bad, you know, blah, blah, blah. Plus, we learned that Fireflies bombed the supply depot. Again, just we're seeing that both sides are a little good here and a little bit bad there. And Riley finally re- reveals where they've been going this whole time. It's the mall. Oh, my God, that place has been sealed off because it's full of infected. If it's sealed off, then why isn't it sealed off? Hmm. So it's, it's still so slimy and scary, man, in there. Yeah. I, I just am not Let's going go into a gigantic to building. The mall. Mm. Today, today, today. Mm. Somebody, how I met your mother, references. Oh, I love it. They're abundant around here, man. Last episode, it was the other guys. In this episode, it's how I met your mother. We're just picking picking random shit and and it's quoting all cyclical, it. Cyclical, man. <laughs> but the the shot of the lights coming on in the mall was gorgeous. I mean, mm-hmm. such oh, yeah. a good shot. And I needed a take on me montage. I really did. Like I needed a yeah. like a like if you recall in Stranger Things when Max and Eleven go on their little yeah. like mall montage. Shopping I needed like, and... you know, yeah. I needed that with take on me in the background. Uh, but it was still good enough just to hear. I don't think they utilized it well enough, but it was still good to hear. I mean, you know us. We are the biggest fans of Take On Me in the whole world. So it's great. And Best. if you're a listener that was like me, or I'm sorry, if you're a viewer that was like me, the first thing you're thinking is like, holy shit, why not just shoot a flare gun in the sky to let everybody know you're here? Yeah. But oh, Riley yeah. does say. Riley does say apparently the whole place is boarded up, so it's like a bunker. Nobody outside. I am so happy they said that. I was was, writing that note in full capitals with underlines (laughs) 15 times. Holy shit, you just said you're you just easily got yourself busted. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm glad to do because I was about to be furious. I had notes, but now I have no notes. Cover Uh, that plot hole real quick. (laughs) Good stuff. All the so, things is Boarded that plot hole right up, man. Yeah, meanwhile, Star <laughs> Wars had to wait three decades and have a spin-off movie to cover up their plot hole. Um <laughs> sorry. I was you're going off there. Star Wars. But shade. we realize that Riley is has a plan. She's going to show Ellie the four wonders of the mall. Q take on me. They get to the electric stairs. Now it's an escalator. Uh, is this the first wonder? Yeah, sure. We can make it five wonders. <laughs> um, just so fun. Wonder number two, Mary go around and like it lights up. She's like, oh, this is cool. And then it starts moving and she's like, what? And loses her mind. Like it's it's easy to to take these things for granted. Meanwhile, Ellie's never even seen a car. Like she thinks that's a spaceship. You guys have been talking about that. This would be like the funnest date ever in today's climate but imagine this would be ellie's best day of her entire life the perfect date like all alone in a mall seeing all this for the first time like what an amazing experience oh my gosh i thought i was just waiting for an infected to run out during the carousel scene (laughs) the entire time me too yeah i the the merry-go-round the photo booth like the photo booths are peak are they gonna kiss? Will they? Won't they? Yeah, moments. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's all it's all so sweet and so innocent when they walk by the Victoria's Secret and when Riley says was laughing and was like, I was just trying to picture you wearing something like that and and yeah. it just being like it was innocent, but at the same time, Ellie was like, 
wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Why are you thinking of me? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Why are you thinking of me in that? In class, huh? Fixing her hair and everything. It's perfect. Yeah. But that's 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 how you flirt when you're like that age too, like a young oh, teenager. Yeah. You'd be like, oh my god, you're so stupid. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> So was it just me and I'm giving the show more credit than it deserves? Or could you guys like tell the two of them kind of loosening up and losing their inhibitions? Like every time they took a swig of the alcohol and stuff, like I just thought it was such a good progression. The two of them as they were like going through this Mm -hmm. date longer and longer. No, agreed. Totally. I mean, the escalator, she's like excited running up and down and she's like, you know, trips a little bit and because she's like oh, what are you drunk mm. uh on the uh, the ferris wheel or the merry-go-round they're like are you drunk Dude, if there's like, a ferris wheel there man <laughs> jesus yeah that'd be nuts guess at the top of um, the ferris wheel i probably hadn't been inspected in a while so i probably wouldn't ride that bad. i wouldn't go on it either um, <laughs> so they have another conversation while they're in the merry-go-round you know do you really think you can liberate this place uh she's like yeah but ellie's saying hey why don't you stay here in fedra and we can liberate it together we can we can change the world just from here um and again there's no really conclusion at the end of the conversation they just move on to wonder number three the photo booth which <laughs> goes is that a time machine i just so funny because of course like we look at it and we're like oh yeah photo booth and she's like what i don't know what that is um adorable i mean adorable scene no matter who you are this has got to be cute super um, cute i love that sh- she came with the five dollars and she was like, Oh, like, did you do this before? She was like, No, I was I was waiting to do it with you. I was like, Oh my god, you like But her. she couldn't wait to, to do Mortal Kombat. Can't. You <laughs> oh, see Mortal god. Kombat, you gotta put some coins in and play right away. Yeah. yeah. Were you guys like so fucking excited about that or what? Jimmy is a Mortal Kombat boy. The amount of times we watched that movie growing up was so insane. I didn't watch Disney movies and things like that. Yeah, I watched we watched Mortal, Mortal Kombat, Kombat over and over and over. <laughs> Fun fact: that Mortal Kombat is like sixty-minute runtime, like the entire movie, including credits. So this episode is like longer than that movie. I, that's crazy. I have I don't know the last time I watched it as an adult, but I do know that last time I watched it, I still knew like every single word. Oh, Those yeah. are five hundred dollar glasses, you <laughs> asshole. asshole. <laughs> <laughs> is that the line? Yeah, it's a lot. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. Fucking Kathleen learned the words. How, <laughs> yeah, how she knew them. She watched it. them with me. Question <laughs> for you, James. Sure. I don't remember Mortal Kombat being highlighted this much in The Last of Us games. Was that a thing? Because we saw them. We saw a Mortal Kombat machine in the gas station in like episode two or three or whatever. And that is the callback where she says, oh, didn't she say like Riley right. or my old yeah, friend? Yeah, 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 Love yeah. that. Um, she even talks about Melina. Would, would, yeah, she said my friend would die if she saw this. Um, I don't remember Mortal Kombat being talked about in the game that much. I I don't even know if are you allowed to as Naughty that's Dog. What I, uh, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, because it seemed kind of important to the story going on this episode. Like they went into the arcade. I'm not sure if that's in Left Behind the game or if they just added it for the show or what maybe it was a completely different game but still a fighter i don't know just a question i thought yeah no i mean honestly like we said we both were rooks we have no idea but it could have just been an arcade game they were playing when the you know when the zombie Mm -hmm. wakes up and hears them yelling and freaking screaming i kind of just thought it's bizarre 
seeing a prominent video game franchise highlighting another prominent video <laughs> yeah, game that, franchise from yeah. a different developer. Naughty Dog didn't do no, Mortal Kombat. No, no. no way. Yeah. Yeah. I was I taking did... it as they were using it as a tool to nail down the time, the time period. Oh my gosh. We're idiots. HBO has Mortal Kombat the movie. They did the new Mortal Kombat. Oh, did they? I didn't even realize yeah. they did the new it's Mortal on Kombat. HBO. It's on it's on HBO. I think it was one of those ones that went like direct release to HBO. Oh, Max. it was an HBO Max uh, direct. Yeah, I, I believe it was. That I don't know if sense. it was theaters and Max at the same time, whatever, outside the scope of this conversation. But yeah, yeah. that is uh, that's funny. I uh, I always really enjoy in stuff like this how useless money is. Like yeah, the, all yeah. the dollars on the ground. She's like, I don't want that shit. I mean, coins. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. And it's like when the world ends, all the money in the world that you have, it does not fucking matter anymore. Right. You know, it's just so bizarre. I got a kick I, of how it must have been a novelty feeding that dollar bill into the photo booth. Like, yeah, I have my bill. Here we go. Let's yeah. do the whole thing. Let's see this machine like a eat my bill. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a ticket. <laughs> it's pointless. I was just like, I mean, I, I'm glad that the, the picture didn't come out that great because I was like, this yeah. freaking thing. Everything is yeah. working. It's been so long. Everything is working for them. And, you know, I'm expecting the money not to go in. But, you know, you have to give them that iconic scene. So let's just make the have picture to. not that great and say it's just a little bit old. And and I not also, all the machines worked, too, is the other yeah. thing. Right. Like, right, they got right. lucky with the MK. I also just want to give Riley's character a shout out because while she may not be making all the best choices in the world, like when Ellie looks at her and is like, you plan things sweetest moment ever. And then walking her through all these things and Riley spent an hour trying to get the coins out of the machine yesterday and setting all this up and making sure everything was perfect because she loves her best friend and it's her last night and she's probably just as devastated, you know, like having to tell her all this. So I just thought that was so sweet. And I'm glad that uh, Riley took care of our girl for at least one first date um, with the, like the love of her life as, as of late. Um, but it's adorable. Man, so, she, she so cares so she cares so much. She, she wanted to make this a super date for you other, how many <laughs> other fans out there? Wow. Um, I mean, tally them up. <laughs> this was a super date without a doubt. I mean, this was incredible. Um, I love the line that Ellie has where they're just looking at the arcade and she goes, Riley, yeah, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> like that's just, dude, it's just beautiful. Seriously, though, can you imagine if you've never seen something like that because you were born in a zombie apocalypse and the <laughs> gloominess of the world and just every single light opens up and you see a video game paradise like, woo, living the dream. <laughs> Oh, I, I couldn't even imagine like she couldn't imagine it. So then she sees it and she's like, this is this is mind blowing. Mm -hmm. um, so, mm -hmm. again, the limitless supply of quarters, just best day in the world. Um, while we're they're playing this, we already talked about it, but we do get a glimpse of the infected in the creepiest store in the mall possible in the store yeah, the that American sells girls. all the dolls. <laughs> Yeah, just yeah. Like, and that's apparently had to do it. that's apparently from the game. Somebody shouted that out on TikTok. Mm. I saw that that's a scene from the DLC. So props to them again. Let's talk about that clicker because if if he's not Butter a clicker, flies, he's right? an infected, sorry, a runner. Right? He's an so, infected, right? So or is he that middle ground? 
Yeah. An intermediate between a runner and a clicker called a stalker that has the severe like fungal coming out of the skull like a clicker does, but not so severe when the infection covers the eyes, I believe is the distinction because clickers cannot see. That's why they click. It's like a rudimentary sonar or whatever you want to call it. These stalkers have the speed, agility and power of runners, but they're not hindered by being blind. So my big issue with this is like Marlene and they talk about it later. Elliot says you were stationed here, weren't you? And obviously Riley has been staying there and Marlene put a 16 year old girl in this mall that they didn't check every corner an inch of. I'm like, this guy is just like plastered to the wall for yeah. probably years. And you didn't find this guy. And they were making a ruckus like he was probably like, I'll let you go if you shut up. And then he was like, All right, yeah. Astral, he's, like yeah. he's like, I'm coming. He's like, oh trying my gosh. To, guys, trying to sleep here. <laughs> trying to sleep. Don't make me call the cops. All right, yeah, fine. Was, I'll kill you like, both. Yep. Stop dancing. You're done. <laughs> well, I mean, that's where it gets to the point where I was actually confused or maybe saying, I don't want to say plot hole, but we obviously see the person, the infected against the wall in episode one with Joel and Tess, or if that's episode two, I'm not sure anymore. But and they're just assuming that thing's game over. You could tell it's like stuck to the wall. Everything is just like plastered to the wall. Yeah, you said it's dry. I don't know if. I don't know if these people, meaning the fireflies, saw it like that. I mean, I'd stick freaking something in its head just in case. But I don't know if they saw it and said, oh, yeah, that's game over for that one. But at the same time, I don't remember in the game and I don't remember them bringing up the fact that there could be like dormant infected, like just waiting for you. And then like you can wake it up out of a slumber to come get you. But it's just like the storytelling and I'm going to allow it. But it was just a little too... perfect for them uh, to yeah fit it right in i actually have something about too perfect later on we'll get to it when we get there but the way i've been taking it is they have the one conversation where she they said you know how long do the infected live and they're like you know some live you know like a few years some live 20 years so right. i feel like the disease affects everybody differently so it's hard to pin down you know how long has this guy been sitting here it could have yeah. been you know, a, few, a month or two, or it could have been like years, like you've guys been saying. Um, it's so that's the way I've been taking it, at least. Like everybody who gets infected, like you're not destined to become a clicker. Like you might die from yeah, infection right. randomly before you become a clicker. And um, there's, and this goes back to the Henry and Sam thing where Brian, you were cracking me up, where it's like, yo, chill out when they're like screaming on the street and stuff. I don't care if you swear to me that you cleared the building. I wouldn't be screaming. I wouldn't be banging on the arcade. I wouldn't be like clapping we, hands and all this stuff. I would be quietly. Your indoor voices. Indoor yes, voices. Saying, oh my! Oh my gosh! You have Raven. A Raiden. I'm sorry. A Raven for yeah. the hundred guys. We oh cover the hundred. Jesus. Oh my god! But fatality. No. Oh my god! You just used Baraka's fatality. That was phenomenal. Like something <laughs> like that, you know. And then just no. quietly. I totally say agree. though that that is an Ellie specific character trait that she. Almost like Alki, no filter, just right <laughs> when it's in her head, she's going to say it and it's going to yeah. be the volume that she intends to say that, yeah. which <laughs> I was and she's done that. But Joel has been like, yo, shut up yes. before in this show. 
Henry, Henry yeah. and Sam, you know, after they get to the other side, Henry's like, you know, oh, my God, look at this. And she's talking loud. Even before that with Joel and Tess, she's like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, outside. And they're like, yo, shut up. So at least yeah. the, the show's been consistent with it. Um, and I I do kind of like that. We got that in the flashback. We got Riley. I'm sorry. We got Ella. Ella oh, my God. We got Ellie yelling at Riley as soon as she comes in. And Riley's like, yo, shush. So like you are saying brian it is a consistent character trait yep. that she has to get back to the arcade ellie's like you know what i gotta go i can't do this anymore but i got you a gift well if you got me wait a wait gift, wait, okay. wait 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 why does she uh, have to go because they almost she to, because she yeah because it looked like it was gonna happen but then she kind of changed the subject riley meaning and then ellie's mm-hmm. like she's not she You're doesn't like heart. me. I got to get out yeah. of here. You're yes. breaking my heart. Don't you dare that, gloss over that ball. Okay, sorry. Because that <laughs> is big. That's big because that uh, that happens again later on. In, yep, in the, yep, almost yep. Uh, senior two. Um, so she brings her, uh, Riley brings Ellie to where she's been staying, gives her the no pun intended to, T-O-O. Uh, she, she couldn't be more excited. They immediately go into it. Um, and then Riley's saying, <laughs> I love the line. What is it? Uh, what does a computer do to, to get drunk? Take yeah, screenshots. Take screenshots. What's, What's a screenshot? screenshot? Things, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Love it. Um, and as Riley is looking for one, Ellie's looking around the room, sees the bomb. Riley doesn't say the punchline, but she gets out. What do you call an alligator in invest? Do you guys know what it is? Oh, wait. What do you get? What? Say it again. What do you call an alligator? What do you call an alligator in a vest? An investigator. An investigator. Yeah, I have. Oh, I have. Damn it! I'm sorry. Christ. I should have given you too did much. Did you look that up, Paul, or did you just oh, answer I it yourself? Up. I'm not. I'm not okay. a smart guy. Kathleen just freaking called it out. Investigator. You know That's what's a good one? Nice. Incredible though. Is I looked it up today, which is what is it? Tuesday. Two days after this episode aired. And as soon as I typed in, what do you, the first autofill that came up is call an alligator in a vest because everybody else that watched the show was Googling like, what the it. fuck do they call it? <laughs> so it was just That's there. Funny. Yeah. Well, um, the fight ensues. Yeah. You know, it's not, yeah. it's yeah. not the mood. good. Yeah. Uh, she tells her that she's going to Atlanta, you know, mm. she's getting reassigned and, and Ellie, freaks out and storms off. And I just got to say, man, I feel this Ellie, Ellie storming off and then deciding, I don't know, never mind. And turning around is me. Like anytime yeah. <laughs> I've ever tried to storm off in my life, I'm like, nope, no, I don't like that. I'm like, I don't like that. I love that. But then the spirit of Halloween screams start happening anyway. Yeah. And it was so funny. Like I loved that little twist um, because I'm telling you right now, anybody could take me to a spirit of Halloween in current day. And I'd be like, Let's get married. I fucking love Spirit of Hollywood. Mm, okay. The best store ever. Did anybody think those screams were going to be Riley? Because yeah. I was yeah. thinking the she misdirect. left it. Oh, my gosh. It completely got me. It was so yeah. good. And and I love when she was like, I saved this for last because I thought you'd like it the most because Ellie's such mm-hmm. a little freak. Just like me. I love it. You love the spooky yeah, she, stuff. It's so funny. She thought the dead body was a surprise. So she got excited about that. So, of course, she would get excited about this Halloween store. Um, and I do want to go back to it re- bef- right before they get into the Halloween store. Ellie and Riley, while they're fighting, Riley reveals, you know, Marlene, I asked if you could come with me. And Marlene said no. 
Um, mm-hmm. mm, yeah. And I am like, what the fuck, Marlene? So you're telling me all oh, this is your fault? If you just said yes, Marlene, we're, we're good. We're good. Riley and Ellie are alive. You know, they're they're on their way as fireflies. But nope, all Marlene well, because she said no. Well, given Going- her n- new viewpoint on life, would she have just went? with Riley and the Fireflies so quickly, even if Merlene did give it the green light. Yeah. I don't think she I don't think she would have went. I think No, I don't think she would have either. I don't think so. Yeah. (laughs) I just want a happy ending. Yeah. Um, Going back to the misdirect though, Brian, it was it was funny because again, it's one of those things. They do it all the time. You know the ending before, you know, the end before you even start the episode and you're just waiting yeah. for it to happen. And and I'm saying, Jesus, add to the devastation if after Ellie runs away after a fight, that's when Riley dies. Yeah. That was their last bit. words. Yeah. Whoa. Like that. And that's where I was like, this is this is it. This has to be it. And then they 100%. get us the Halloween thing. And it's hilarious. Can I, I go ahead? I was just going to say, mine's a quick little thing. Mine is, can you imagine that like they live in a world with actual scary monsters and they walk into a spirit of Halloween with all these mask monsters and they're like, great, people were playing pretend before. Now look at the yeah, right. world we're living in. Like, look, at these, look at these pretend zombies on the wall. Yeah, that's real yeah. now. Even Ellie was like, exactly. what the fuck? <laughs> so, well, Riley... even they can find the humor in it, though. And I do oh, yeah. just want to bring up because I think it happened in the scene where she gave her the pun book. We found out that not only is Riley there alone, but she was tasked with guarding the Firefly's arsenal of explosives. That just adds to the plot hole. How are the Fireflies leaving Riley alone with an entire mall, the arsenal of explosives? Plot hole. Agree. Well, I don't know. It's not nearly plot hole out of necessity, right? Because they're like, the Fireflies are... They're scrapping for any volunteers that they can get, and they're like, "All right, let's just, just hold this stronghold down." Um, but yeah, I know I that it's know. like a yeah. different world, and you have to have a different viewpoint because you're like, I don't want to say desensitized, but you're desensitized to to infected after 20 years or however long you're living, so 16, 14 for Ellie and Riley. But I don't know if you could convince me to, to just sleep in that mall by myself when you know that it was previously filled with infected. It's just sketchy as hell, but at least go in a closet or something with a door. She's just like chilling in the open kitchen. I would put. Yeah, I don't know what I would do, but I would make sure that that's I'm just not chilling in the open. I'll tell you that right now. I was just going to kick us into this sweet moment. So the sweet moment. Uh, Ellie runs in and and she's and Riley's just sitting on the ground and they they have a sweet moment where Ellie's coming to terms with it. And Riley talks about how the fireflies give her a sense of family that she hasn't felt since her own family. And I, I love that Ellie was like, you meant you meant something to me first, which really yeah, sweet. I mean, Riley is Ellie's family at this point. Um, and the you're my best friend and I'll miss you line. And Ellie saying, I'm not being a bitch when I say, OK, like I truly mean like. Okay, and and right, you're my right, best friend. Right. I'll miss you, and and this and that's the dance it out scene. But I mean, any thoughts and comments before? Oh, it's just movie? so weird and goofy. I mean, it's just yeah. them dancing with, with this weirdest mask they could find on. That's like the most Ellie thing I could think of. It's cute, and they're just thinking about how happy they are, and that's when Ellie takes off the mask. Yeah, the strongest glass ever. 
that they're jumping on top of. But <laughs> <Yes>. that's <laughs> hey, hey, as if the glass broke, they wouldn't have had the chance to kiss. It would have ruined the moment. So I'm glad to get glass stayed for them. Happy yeah. for them. But how good of a short exchange was this, though? I mean, mm. they take off the mask. Mm. Ellie's basically like almost crying, says, don't go. Riley says, OK. And then they kiss like that's. It's so real life. So there and it's Paul, like, there's your happy ending. Like they decided. It seems like Riley was saying, "I will yeah. stay." Yeah. Yes. I now agree. I don't know how that works because obviously she, I don't know if she can go back to Fedra after being gone for three weeks and being a Firefly. She might still have to somehow be a rogue Firefly and not go to Atlanta. I don't know, but that she yeah. could throw the Fireflies under the bus. She'd be like, "Yo, Fedra, can She's I come back if I give agent. you some?" Good information. Sounds like I'm That's the only rat. one of the four, but I got the impression Riley was just telling her what she needed to hear for this night to remain the perfect night. Mm. I yeah, I didn't I, get that at all, but it totally could, could be. I see both sides, to be honest, but I actually rewind, rewound it because I wanted to rewatch the scene where she's saying that because at first I was like, wait, did she just say she's going to stay? Even though obviously yeah. I knew she's going to die anyway, but uh, yeah. Either well, way, sad, either sad, way. sad. Yeah. Doesn't really freaking matter because uh, the stalker was standing outside. Waiting <laughs> he just waiting. He's absolute... like, oh, that's kind of nice. And now, yeah, wait, they're happy. They're happy. They're the happiest they've been all night. Okay, I'm going to go in and ruin it. So he goes yeah. in uh, and ruins it. Uh, fight breaks yeah. out. Uh, Ellie kills it, but not before they both sustain a bite. Pretty much game over. Cue the stage one of stage five of grief. Which yeah, is denial right. and game over, man. Off game over, <laughs> game over. And there's man. the broken glass for you, Jimmy. Yeah, <laughs> Ellie's so not. this is it's it's an interesting choice again because it's this scene where they look at the bite marks that they jump back to Ellie and Joel at at present time, and yeah. again it's an interesting choice to to chop it up that much. So mm-hmm. uh, it's almost. To the point where they jump back because now Ellie is faced with the same decision with Joel that she had to face with Riley, which is yeah. you're on death's door. What like what can we possibly do right now? Right. Am uh, I gonna leave you behind? Am I gonna run or am I gonna stay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in Riley's words, they have two options. One easy way out, you know, shoot themselves in the head, or two you know, keep on going. Um, we don't quit. If it's two minutes or two days, we don't give any of that time up, which is a good line. We can all, we can be all poetic and shit and lose our minds together. Another good line. Yeah. But how do you feel about this choice? Because... I am an easy way out or I'll tell you that yeah. much right now. Me too. Uh, <laughs> not even if I'm not, And I, I know I'm not turning into a bloater. Because this yes. is just a little teeny bite. I'm going to be an infected. Like, nah, if I'm a bloater, maybe I'll I'll stay and just F <laughs> people up. But <laughs> be the king of the infected. But yeah. I wasn't even thinking that. We're, we're watching this episode and they say that. And it's a cute line. But Emily looks at me and is like, yeah, that's good. Become part of the problem. Like yeah. you could immediately go on and just infect like other people. So I was like, yeah. for the sake of humanity, kill yourselves. But if they did that. Riley would never know. My thoughts were what Riley meant was we go until we're turning and then we do it. Like the easy way Um, out is 
put a gun yeah. in your mouth right this moment. What I yeah, thought is, okay, as soon as the other too. one starts turning, you got to fucking do it. You know yeah. what I mean? We know our girl Tess. All of a sudden, you're going to start making out with clickers and shit. If you yeah. if you start turning, you don't have your mind. You don't have enough mind. I guess she did have that final second to blow up the building. So that could have been a thing. But there was so many things racing in my head. Like, I was like, oh, my God, is this going to be like where Riley, they, they, they decide together they're going to end it quick, like cho- choose option one. And then Riley kills herself. But then Ellie can't. And that's why it, she sees Riley kill herself in front of her. And then she thinks she's like not strong enough to do it or she can't do it. And then, oh, that's how she finds out she never changes. Like, I'm just thinking of all these millions of things. And obviously we don't get the answer. And we have to assume that if Joel makes it, they have to have a cut. They haven't had a conversation yet about Riley. And maybe it's not going to be Joel if he doesn't make it. Maybe it's Tommy, whoever. But she has to talk to somebody about Riley. We really haven't had anything come up except, you know, I've had some loss. She talked to Marlene for a second when Marlene says, oh, is, is Riley a bad person? When she brings up the that Riley was a firefly. But we haven't had... You know, the Joel and Sarah talk and the um, Ellie and Riley talk. And I would like if that talk happens with whoever it happens with to get a little flashback right back to where they were to see what they have to do, whether Mm -hmm. it's Riley Mm -hmm. changes and then Ellie has to take her out, (laughs) which is a weird way to say like you just like take her out after. But after Riley just giving her Ellie out all night. Yeah, she took her out to town. But yeah, I mean, or or is it that like she she just watches her change and then she runs away because she's scared or I don't I don't know. I'm Um, starting to think she takes her out. Honestly, I'm convincing myself. How devastating is it? We that's what I brought up early in the episode. It has she says she killed and Paul, that could easily be the answer that it was the stalker that she killed because that was her first kill. I mean, she yeah. said she's never seen a dead body before. So on her first night, she sees the first night she sees a dead body. Well, she also kills somebody. That could be easily the answer. But story purposes, devastating mm. if you say that I you mean, have to kill Riley. Well, yeah. it's crazy because the last scene we get is literally Ellie saying, what's option three? Riley mm. says, I don't know. And then... Ellie cries and puts her head on her shoulder and that's the, that's all we get. So I'm hopeful we'll get something because I'm on the same boat of, I mean, Ellie's not going to turn. So she's going to slowly see Riley turn. Riley's probably going to attack. Ellie's probably going to have to take her out. I I hope we get that as heartbreaking as it is. And that's part of the friendship. Or explaining it. Tell me you did it. Tell me that's what happened. I just want to know. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, that would be pretty crazy if they just left us guessing but yeah in my eyes that's part of the friendship if i saw paul starting to turn i'd be like i'm not letting my homie be a zombie for the rest of his life no yeah. he's gonna die on his own terms or my own terms out. at this point yeah that's and i don't want that to be the last have. image yeah and while it's devastating it is almost a relief i don't know it's a uh, taking pity on them whatever you want to call it it's a uh, not pity would not be the word it's Mercy them out. Mercy. mercy. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. 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 She's going to um, kill Riley. And I, I yeah. do hope we get <laughs> to see it. And considering how heart wrenching this show has been so far, I think they're going to make us watch. Watch yeah. it, and you idiots. I, I think <laughs> HBO. 
<laughs> that that scene that they're not giving us is probably also really big in affecting Ellie's decision right here, which is I'm not going to watch Joel die because I already watched Riley die slowly. Mm -hmm, so I'm going to mm -hmm. do everything I can to save him. She goes around ravaging the cabinets and closets, uh, and she finally stumbles upon needle and thread. Uh, when she comes back, she starts going to work on good old Daddy Joel. And uh, they kind of hold hands for a second, and light guitar music starts playing. And I'm like, I'm either reading way too into this, or it's just coincidental. But like the light guitar music, I was like, I know you guys talked how Joel was a big guitar player. Like he was a musician. This is like a really touching Joel moment. I wonder if this is like anything to do with that or just guitar. And Paul, you're fucking being an English teacher, reading too much into it. It's the dumb waiter. But that's pretty much it. House, man. The dumb waiter. Always yeah. <laughs> goes back to the dumb waiter every time. I love it. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, you got to save Daddy Joel. Got a couple save things Joel. that I want to ask the rooks. Ask me. Kyle's not on. But Kyle did say that he had that sinking feeling that we won't know until episode eight, Joel's fate. Now, my first question is, which I asked Dave last episode, did you two watch the trailer? I have written down right after that last scene. That's the episode. I'm no Dave, so I didn't stick around to watch what's on next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pratty, you're not bro. a rat is more like it. I love you, Paul. You guys are great, Brooks. I love you too, Kathleen. I watched it. <laughs> oh, I oh my god! She oh, I, I didn't listen to the last two coverage episodes. I watched. I listened one through four. So if there's slander on watching the next week on, I oh yeah didn't know about so it because I, don't I didn't listen to five six. <laughs> one of our episodes or one of our shows we covered, Brian went on his rant, which was definitely had a lot of merit to it of why trailers aren't great because. Especially, I was it Peaky? Was it Last Kingdom? I don't know what it was. I wasn't them, on P. It was either Last Kingdom or an MCU show. Whatever it was, it was very, very like it was giving spoilers yeah. without like giving spoilers. So I remember we were covering it on the pod, and Brian was like, "Well, don't ask me that question because I know the freaking answer because I saw the trailer, which is which sucks mm. because it was like a big question." So we've been joking for a long time since then, you know, no trailers. And especially I haven't said anything about it until last episode because it's like I wanted to know if you guys checked the preview out to see if Joel was going to be in it. But either way, we're not going to know about Joel. But my question to the Rooks is, does this scene with her stitching him up bring him out of the woods to you guys? Or is there still the possibility that he is dying for next episode? Um, in, uh, that would be nuts. I mean, I think it's still in the air. Like, just because she's trying to save him doesn't mean she'll definitely save him. But, like, the real world aspect of it, you know, the, I didn't see any alcohol solution disinfecting <laughs> yeah, that. Right. Like, yeah. that was a big old gash. Uh, like, I, what are the, what are the actual chances you survive? So, in, in a weird way, I can see Joel living for like a little bit but not actually like surviving like he is going to succumb to this wound finally he might live on for like a few more days or something and be in the would that episode. be in this season though that he would die yeah i could see him dying mm -hmm. at the end so last episode 
when we watched six, me and my girlfriend, uh, it ended. And I was like, I was like, you know, he's not dying. And Alex looked at me and was like, he's dying. And I was like, <laughs> what do you mean? Like, to me, it wasn't even a possibility. Pedro Pascal is everything to the show. Him and Bella. Whoa. Are... OK, well, no, Bella, no, no. Yeah. I'm saying like, <laughs> to me, I don't play the game. So uh, The Last of Us game two, like being f- a lot of Ellie does doesn't mean anything to me. I didn't know that. You know what I mean? Like to mm. me, the game is you're you're both of them and you're trying to get Ellie to whatever, you know, I don't know. And she was li- my girlfriend was literally like, no, he's dying. He's dying. And I go, what do you know that I don't? What did you read? <laughs> what did you watch? What 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 spoiled you? And she was like, no, I just really have a gut feeling that he's dead. A and I gut was like, feeling. We like were mad Andrew at each other got for it a right second because <laughs> I was like, where is this coming from? Like I was like mad at her for thinking. Yeah. That. How dare you say he's dying? <laughs> yeah. Just a defensive <laughs> Pedro Pascal yeah. fan over here. Yeah, absolutely. What? She had every right to think that. And I was like, how dare you? Honestly, it's it's a weird situation because you're thinking you're watching it as a show, but in the back of your mind, you know, it is a successful video game that has a sequel. So, you know, it's got to have a good ending to the first game, but still have enough to somehow set up for two. So it's it's hard to just watch the show and come up with theories without being at least somewhat biased by the knowledge that there is more to it, right? Because right, I'm like, right, all right, right, from a marketing standpoint, would they sell if Joel wasn't in it? And it's like, I shouldn't be fucking thinking about that. I should just be watching the show and guessing. Um, so it I want tough. Joel to live because, I mean, like, how are you going to? That's like, yeah, why wouldn't you want the homie to live? Yeah, like he, like you said, Kathleen, he's he's the face of the show. He's half of the face of the show. So um, I don't know. I want him to grow half of your face, dude. I don't think he's 100% <laughs> of the show is the gross half of your face so I can go home. <laughs> oh, God. Family Guy references to. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I am so ready for this next episode, not only because we're going to get Joel again, but because Brian got me excited at the beginning of this recording by saying he's excited for the next episode. So I'm ready. We only Two have- more episodes. Two yeah. more episodes and a decent amount of The Last of Us Part One video game material to get through. So yeah. I'm thinking it's it's going to be heavy just straight from the game content these last two episodes. But you think longer runtime? We saw the runtimes and they're all the same. And oh, honestly, so damn it, yeah. And I was actually going to bring this up, and there doesn't need to be too much talked about. We it doesn't need to be talked about too much because again, we have two rooks here, but. For someone who's played the game, there's still a lot to go. And I'm not and I don't want to say like a lot, a lot, not like five episodes a lot, but like it's going to pack in two episodes. Like I would think that I would wish it was 10 episodes. And I when this episode ended, I was like, I went on Google and said, how many episodes will the last of us be knowing it's the answer is nine. But I just wanted to reiterate it because I was like, shit, it's not 10. We'll see how they pack it in. I've they've done phenomenal. Yeah, so far, they, they have done them. really well with pacing, so I do have to trust them at this point. Yeah, yeah. Any other lasting thoughts from the Rooks? Yeah, since I may not be on The Last of Us coverage again, I just want to say what a ride. Sunday night, HBOs have been like really fucking doing it. 
Um, mm-hmm. For anyone who hasn't seen Succession, Succession comes out at the end of March. So it's just going to take out. Uh, it's been the best show yeah. I've seen besides, you know, Yellow Jackets, The Last of Us, in a while. So House of the I Dragon. binged it for the first time. Yeah. It's just been such a run like House of the Dragon, White Lotus, The Last of Us, now Succession. It's just like, it, it's really feeding my TV soul. But what I want to say is, um, Bella Ramsey, they're cr- absolutely crushing it. Episode over episode, I'm just like so proud. Our little mm-hmm. Game of Thrones star, you know, I'm yep. just so proud of them. And Pedro is just like so good and so hot. Like after seeing Mando <laughs> and how you barely ever get to see his face, it's like just so nice. And when I'm on TikTok and I just, my TikTok is just full of him. And I'm like, God, he's charming. This motherfucker is charming. Like, I wasn't really like a Pedro girl before because I hadn't seen much with him in besides Mando. But man, great casting. All the bullshit about the Ellie casting can absolutely suck it. I think Bella's crushing it. And I just wanted to say that on pod, on air. Yeah, perfectly said. And lasting note here, talking about you you, uh, saying Pedro has just been killing it. I've said on the pod a few times, I don't know if it was on the boys or what, but I've said like Giancarlo Esposito Mm. is just like turning. I don't know how you say it. I saw it both (laughs) ways, but um, (laughs) I've said it before and he's basically like turning into like a legend of our generation for TV where it's just like, holy shit, like Mandalorian, Breaking Bad, the boys. Well, now we're, Pedro is going to be the last of us Mandalorian Game of Thrones. Like, it's just they're going one V one here on that note. I mean, Pedro is starting to kill it. And and another quick sidebar before we get off this, he was joking like, oh, I'd love to join the MCU because I want to be in movies. How the hell has he not been in movies? I'm sure he's done some <laughs> movies, but like, how is he not a movie star yet? If he wants Nicholas Cage, he was in that movie, the unsuffering oh, yeah. weight of talent or something like that I with Nicholas Cage. That. Oh my Which make is, him a movie star. If we're all if we're all fangirling about Pedro, he actually said in an interview, like, if you could meet one person, who would it be? And he's like Nicolas Cage. But I like, <laughs> I deliver that dream. So uh he's the best. He is perfect Joel. Um, in my mind. I haven't played the game, so I don't know what my word has any merit or, or meaning. It doesn't, but I love him. I love the show. Um you mean I can't believe Paul. Thanks, bro. So I can't believe there's two episodes left. I'm going to be so sad. I'm probably not going to be on the finale. So if there's any listeners here that loved my voice, thank you. Appreciate it. Um, it seems like at this point, boom. we've done this for the boys. It seems like at this point, we might want to do, like we'll do our episode nine coverage and then maybe do a full season recap and just talk whatever the heck we want with anyone who wants to jump on from the pod which would probably turn into all seven of us. All seven at of least, us are loving yeah. this show. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, and that would be a banger as long as we make sure we don't talk over each other. So we'll see how that goes. And we've I'm been sorry talking. In <laughs> Go ahead, Paul. Like that. Exactly. I'm sorry in advance. I talked over you. Um, all <laughs> I was going to say is final thoughts of the show. I love the human aspect of this. It's almost a story of humans living in a world with this infection it's not even like a zombie movie it's about just the life around this world that being said in these next two episodes i want an all-out brawl i want a war i want bodies hitting the floor i want joel's kill count to go to double digits 
Like I, I'm so ready for like an all out war. All right. Anybody listening and not watching, all three just started headbanging to let the bodies to the floor. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it was. That's how um, Bella should be or Ellie should be talking in the episodes. <laughs> I want to pose one last question to our two rooks, and that would be so far, what is your favorite episode and why? Just very quickly. Fucking three. episode three. Episode yeah. three. So beautiful. It was a movie in its own right. Didn't mm-hmm. even need to yep. see any other episode of the show. And I think that's why it's our favorite episode because it was so complete from start to end. I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. can't be. Not it. everything needs to be about the main characters. Like this episode and that episode paint um, someone else's story within this universe. And it shows, yeah, we're watching what... Uh, you know, Joel and Ellie are doing, but what are other people doing? What is like a what is a not so terrible existence in this apocalypse? I mean, just watching uh, Nick Offerman play that mm-hmm. role was so fun and so crazy, and it was gorgeous, so compelling, and and yeah, of course, we love a good world building moment. Um, anyone who hates that is just like being annoying. Sorry, like if you don't like that episode, you're being annoying, and I feel like I can confidently <laughs> say that it, it was just a and and I saw so many things about people being like there wasn't even a single clicker in that episode. I'm like, actually, he shot a clicker pretty early on in the episode, so <laughs> yeah. you know you're wrong. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, episode three, such a banger, so good, so just weeping, just weeping. Yeah. Oh, I bawled my eyes out. That was fun. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is why I can't watch with you guys. You guys have watch parties every <laughs> Sunday. Nah, I won't be there because you'll make fun of me. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to get any arguments from any of the four of us who have right. been doing this coverage. You guys have been yeah. listening. Kyle said it was like the best episode of television he's seen in years. Yeah, yeah I, I think that episode's going to stick with a lot of people well after this show is done. And Nick Offerman is just absolutely goaded after that performance because right. phenomenal. But yeah, I think we've covered a decent amount. James, anything more to add? No, I'm getting no, the no, double no. thumbs up. No, no, no. There it is. That's a wrap on The Last of Us Episode 7. It was a good one. Thanks for stopping by to our two uh, substitute rooks. They are always ready to come off the bench and just give an A++ performance. So so thank you very much for hopping on to The Last of Us coverage. As always, guys, if you like what you heard, give Bingetown TV a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Visit us on BingetownTV.com and subscribe to our show on Spotify, YouTube, the Apple Podcast app, or wherever else you may find your podcast. And also, we've been talking so much Mando, Pedro Pascal. I would be remiss if I didn't bump our Mando coverage. Season three is dropping tomorrow. It's Tuesday right Mm -hmm. now, Wednesday tomorrow. That means we are going to be hot with our coverage of season three of The Mandalorian. That should be dropping within the next five days, I would imagine. But yes, once again, we are Bingetown TV. And thanks for listening. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.